What's up, Lemonheads? Welcome back to another episode of From the Yellow Chair. I'm Emily. And I'm Crystal. And this week, we're going to talk about um, why strong brands perform so much better. Absolutely. You know, we preach this. We try to make it help, not make. Make is a strong word. We try to help uh, contractors understand. We we try to make them, but they just yeah. sometimes just don't. But <laughs> So we try to help people understand that how important it is to not skimp on branding. And so today we're going to talk about why, why that is, how we can really help you make all of your other ads perform better sure. by just making sure that you have a strong brand. So let's sip some lemonade. Let's do it. All right. So one thing that we are always preaching is you need to have a memorable and a disruptive brand. And one of those reasons is because we know when you have that good, solid foundation, it will help all of your other marketing pieces perform so much better. Yeah. So, you know, and it's hard. So here's what's hard is um, it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's expensive to just put your name out there. And, and it's, it's a it's a long-term strategy. It is a marathon approach, long-term strategy, all those good words there, because it's not fun to be opening a brand new business. I mean, I don't, Emily's going through that right now. I'm going through that right now. It's really hard to write checks for things that don't have a direct ROI attached to them. So mm -hmm. I sent out this text message and I got X amount of revenue from it. But what I like to preach is you need to to always be digging your well before you're thirsty. That's right. And so mass media and a good brand are really beneficial ways to grow your brand um, in a very strategic approach. A lot of people are like, man, I just feel like I do all kinds of stuff with my marketing. Like I just throw things at the wall and I hope that they work. And then I'm really not sure if they worked, but by God, service time said they worked. And, and you're just like, yeah, but a lot of that is like you're, you're fishing in a, in a puddle, not a pond. Mm, that's a good and, point. you know, you're just, you're grabbing up the, the low hanging things, but you're really not building any, any leverage or any ten, tenure in your brand. And so what we've discovered is that when we have good, solid brands that have good look and feel. Now, listen, you don't have to have the most disruptive brand or colors or mascots and all of those. Those are all great when you have a differentiator, but just a solid brand that is consistently put into the market is going to perform. Mm -hmm. So your name is good. Your trucks are wrapped and you're doing some type of mass media. And it, you know, I will say now some type of social media. No, so if sure. you've got those things rolling and that's in your recipe, your foundational pieces, then everything else is going to perform better. Well, all of those things just make consumers just more environmentally aware. They're just aware of you because you're just there. Like they just, Happy They're experiencing it. They're experiencing it. Yeah. And so, um, again, that's something that you can't tangibly put an ROI to. You can't tangibly see all the leads that came from that. But, like, one thing that you've mentioned that people can hopefully start to see a little uptick on is your organic search. Yes. So like, as people start to notice you more, you should be able to, on your digital leads, and be able to track, what are, pe are people naturally searching for my name, Yellow Bear Air, heating and cooling? Or are they mm -hmm. just searching heating and cooling near me? Yeah, I call that going free agent. Like, man, they just went out to the marketplace <laughs> to see who was willing to buy them, you know, and, and I, I can't, I can't express this enough that you have to be realistic about what your expectations are on your return here. So no, nobody's going to, well, it, people have done it. So let me back up when I say no one, but what happens the majority of the time is people come out gangbusters and they bust out with the Angie and the, mm -hmm. um, all these lead aggregators and they start like, gosh, you know, and they're, they're putting all this content out on social media, but then like, in all honesty, they run out of friends. You run out of friends that use your business. So then you're like, dang, I am not seeing any return. Then what happens is because you've put all of your eggs in this digital basket, there's no leads out there. There's no search volume out there. So you're literally like a sitting duck 
out there. Like you just don't, there's been nothing you've put in place to continue to build presence because you went all digital. So what I try to encourage people is to look at your market and say, how can I just be here? How can I literally just be seen and experienced? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you've got wrapped vans, that's a good start. And most of you, hopefully most of you have a wrapped van. So I also need to clarify a magnet. Uh, well, I was just about to say, and you better not just say just a cut vinyl decal, you know? Yeah, no, ma'am. And if you can pull it off, <laughs> okay, that ain't it, sis, right? Like we've got to go back to the drawing or board. Or if you have completely covered the vehicle, like you do have a full on wrap, but you've also covered it with every single service that you could possibly do until the end of time. Yes, like and Visa cards, you know, icons, your address, no. Facebook, X, you know, yeah. listing every like it's almost kind of like a desperate plea. Like, please just call me and search for or me. Or like, like, I just don't understand how how much y'all think our minds can comprehend when we're driving past you at sixty miles an hour. Correct. So same, I'll, I'll do the same argument with a billboard and a QR code. So, mm. you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of <laughs> things that I could say there. Now, listen, if you had an intentional strategy about overwording up your, your vehicle wrap or putting a QR code on a, on a billboard, do you? Cause I'm, I'm just saying that that would not be the advice that I gave. So, you know, vehicle wraps though are a really good way to start. So if you are a one truck guy, mm -hmm. whether it doesn't matter what service you provide, at least get that truck truck wrapped because that alone starts building brand equity. It starts building brand presence. It starts building all of this exposure to your brand. And then naturally people feel like they know you. No, for sure. And I know contractors can get so like I hear it all the time. Well, wraps are so expensive. Wraps are so expensive. And in reality, I think they're one of the cheapest forms of marketing there is. It's a rolling billboard. Oh, well, and like when you look at the cost of a bill or of a wrap, so they're going to cost you between three and five thousand dollars. OK, and your life is going to be three to five years in some climates, maybe even seven years. OK, when you start doing math, that is less than a hundred dollars a month. Yes. Okay? What other marketing things are you buying that is less than $100 a month and has as much impact as a wrap has? That's in your market, just driving around. Correct. I mean, it's I mean, it's you wild. had to drive a vehicle to go service the homeowner anyways. Like, you might as well have it advertising for you while you're driving. Yes. Uh, so, you know, obviously, we think y'all need to wrap your vehicles, but that's a really <laughs> good start. What I'm trying to give you is, like, little pieces of things to hang on to. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a good start. You know, your guy's in a uniform shirt because, you know, yes, when they go on the service calls, but also it's branding when they're in the grocery store or they're in line at McDonald's. McDonald's or they're doing whatever they do like it's just another presence giving out hats with your logo nicely done on them so you know emphasis on nicely done on there um there's all of those things are ways for people to experience your brand then you go into level two right so most of you think oh my god but what about my website my website my website my website um a website, pretty is the last thing you need to worry about on a website, right? So a website is just a holding ground. I call it, I call it, it's like a real estate that you own on, on the world wide web. Okay. So it's like your house there um, and how you can make that perform better. And it's about having the right things on the backside of your website. So pretty, yes. We want to make it pretty. We want to make it branded. We want to make it user friendly. The user experience is very important. Sure. But I promise you in the grand scheme of things, the prettiness of it does not really reflect well in ROI from your website. It's going to be the back, the gross stuff that none of us, most of us, if you're listening, Eric from Rival Digital or mm -hmm. anybody like that, like I know y'all do fantastic work, but we don't care nearly as much as they do about what really goes on behind the scenes of them being um, very smart about what they do, but it isn't pretty, right? It's not a part of your brand as far as the technical side of it. Well, so. and I've heard it explained like this, like your website is like a cabin in the middle of the woods and it can be the most beautiful cabin. Like, you know, it's on Airbnb for $20,000 a night. Okay. But 
if no one knows, if there are no paths to the cabin, no one will ever land and get there. And so by doing things like SEO or backlinking, like whatever those strategies are, mm -hmm. those are just more paths leading to your cabin. And you got to have more than just one path. And do they need to be, does it need to be branded? Of course. Like I, I was looking at a client the other day and I landed, she tells me the name of her company. I go to her website and I'm like, well, who are these people? And she's like, oh, well, that was the company. I bought another company. And I'm like, so you bought a company called XYZ, but your name is, you know, red, white, and blue. And so I just landed on your website at redwhiteandblue.com and it's still one, two, three company. Like this is wild. So well, you're confused. I'm confused. Yes. yes. You know, like, I'm confused about what happened. Did I always, land the wrong place? Well, correct. And then I'm like, it always putting a taste in my mouth. It's like, are these people going to have it together when they yeah. come to service my. Was I just scammed? Sure. Or like I've been hacked. <laughs> yeah. And it's not very trustworthy either. No, no. So that's why I tell you website is super, super important. I'm not trying to invalidate that. But for the mass media, for the marketing side, the branding side, I should say, you know, things matter more on that side. So let's talk a little bit about mass media for a little bit. So, you know, branding is very important. So protect your brand guide. Um, protect your editorial guide as well. So how you speak about your brand, how you say things is very important. So if you were to say we're open 24 hours, that's one thing other than 24-hour service versus 24-hour emergency repair. You really need to be consistent in the way that you speak. You need to be editorially, how you write, your messaging, all of those things needs to have a style to it that is reflective mm -hmm. of your brand. Mm -hmm. Now, that gets corny and really only people like me and Emily care that much. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like I will watch people say, tune up, check out. Um, comfortization. Yes. Yeah. All these things, rejuvenation, yeah. you know, all those things, which I love them, mm -hmm. but you got to say it the same every single time and put it every place that people are going to be because that's going to build brand consistency. If you're going to hook yourself to a phrase, you need to hook yourself all over the place. To that well, phrase. like the Chick-fil-A, you know, you're welcome. They say my pleasure. Well, if only one person was saying my pleasure, that wouldn't, wouldn't stick. Correct. It wouldn't really be a thing that everyone knows and associates that with Chick-fil-A. Yes. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. And like even writing the names on the cups at Starbucks, mm -hmm. you know, I think about that sometimes like people have made so much fun of it, but every time somebody goes on TikTok and makes fun of the way that their name was spelled, sure. there's one more freaking Starbucks tr in our face. No, you right? know, and then people almost like, how would they spell my name? Like, yes. I'm going to go and see what they do to mine. Or just know? like a one more time I, and environmentally, I was exposed to that Starbucks brand. So there's ways that you can do this. And so, um, again, mass media, whether you're, you've got a jingle, you've got a good collab, you know, a good, um, creative commercial yard signs, um, billboards, know, yeah, digital OTT, TV. I mean, all, if you just need to go at it. And another thing that I was talking, I was talking to Ryan shoot from wizard of ads and he was like, man, I get a lot of people sometimes and they've just diversified too much. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought that was a good point. Like you come in and so this is going to be, I'm going to use some real examples here. And if this is you just understand there's nothing wrong with this being your marketing budget. You just can't diversify as much as others. And so if you have a hundred thousand dollars as a marketing budget, to be fair with you, that's not a ton of money. Most people in your market are probably outspending you in the grand scheme of things, but you have to start somewhere. So you might as well start intentionally, right? So if you take that $100,000 and I piddle away at uh, like 20 things, I'm like, well, I'm going to have this ad in this magazine and I'm going to run radio for $300 a month. And then I'm going to do a little bit of SEO, but I'm going to turn SEO on and off and right. I'm going to do my own social media. And you just piddle it away. You would be much more beneficial saying, 
50% of my budget's going to digital, 50% is going to the radio. I can't do those other things yet. Mm -hmm. And then as your money and your um, cash flow increases and the amount you can put towards marketing increases, the amount that you can start looking at diversification. But I'll tell you, you got to be at a, at a large spend before diversification really makes a ton of sense. No, for sure. Um, and that's that's my philosophy. That's how I approach things well, from what I've seen. You just get diluted diluted efforts and diluted results if, if you are too spread thin. You know, when you yeah. can't have a concentrated, just a few areas of focus and really owning a piece of a marketplace. Like, hey, I own radio. Like you were saying, like, yep. you know a good chunk of your leads are going to come from radio because everyone hears you on the radio. They can't turn on the car and not hear you. Yes. And you're just, or you're going to buy billboards. So it's hard to buy mm -hmm. one. Nope. So if you have to buy one billboard, that's fine. But I mean, y'all, I'm telling you right now, this is my East Texas coming out. It will be in front of the Walmart, the Walmart. <laughs> okay. Because where do most people in your market normally, they may not want to, but where do most of them go? Walmart. Walmart. Right. Because they're doing grocery pickups. Some of y'all don't even want to step a toe into the Walmart, but um, that's well, fine. If you're in rural East Texas, like that's one of the only options we have. OK, we yeah. don't have all the things. I know it, it panics people for y'all to know that our target does not have groceries. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not a yes. super target. No, it's we very unfortunate. A, it did get a Starbucks like a year ago and they did a remote and that was, that was a big to do. It was. Uh, it was real big. So Lufkin has 35,000 people and three Starbucks like you're, and only two Chick-fil-A's. So we're living our best life over here. Because they've been misspelling people's names on the cups. That's like, right. Bank blame it on them. <laughs> um, but, you know, the good news is you find that place that you want to own the billboard space and that's where you put it. But honestly, if you have two or three billboards, people feel like you are everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, if you wrap two trucks instead of just one truck, all of a sudden you are everywhere. And we've told that story about Jason Brady and above and beyond numerous times about how he wrapped one truck and all of a sudden he was everywhere. Same thing. Um, my sister and I just launched and my brother, a, a pest control company, Emily and her, her, husband's company their company helped us rebrand it and wrap the vehicles and everybody's like dang how many trucks do y'all have and you're, you're like one i don't know um because i don't want to say two but because but i'm like it's really like a bit of and then well, we have we bought a billboard package y'all complimented that with the billboards i mean we just and listen like the money wasn't exactly rolling in in the first month but i know i have to practice what i preach and so we went for it mm -hmm. um but we were fiscally prepared for that and so my pastor right now at church yes you know i, I talk about jesus on here for y'all sometimes but my pastor's really been talking about tithing and how people have over complicated that some like People think too hard about it. Mm. And so it's like, you know, you have to give um, what you are convicted to give. Um, but sometimes you have to prepare yourself to give. So it made a good point. Like not everybody can just today start tithing to a church with whatever they're convicted to give. Five dollars, five million dollars. But sometimes you have to be in a state of preparation to give. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's the same thing with your marketing. Like you may not can launch marketing right this minute, even though you know you should and you're ready to do it. Financially, you might be spending a few months preparing Sure. To go live with a marketing campaign. And we've had some clients call us and say, I am opening my business in May of 2024. Mm -hmm. What could I do now? How do I ease myself into it? And I'm like, that's pretty smart. So just well, a preparing to give. Or pre no, not I mean, give. you're right. I mean, I've seen it numerous, numerous times, new business owners, and they haven't built up or had a true plan. Like, it's just, how can I barely scrape by and just get the doors open? Yes. But then there's nothing else left over. There's no well, like you said, you got to dig your well for marketing, for operations, for slow times or anything. And mm -hmm. so sometimes I think people might hastily jump into something before they have a true plan, whether it's marketing, a new business, whatever. Well, and some of y'all, I look up and y'all are spending $10,000 a month in digital. And I'm like, 
we don't even have a CRM. (laughs) Like you can't even dispatch anybody, but I'm like, so come back over here for a minute. Like, and again, what it is, is we're so hungry. I say we, we all are so hungry for the lead that we take our eye off the ball. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're tricked by that trick pitch. Like that change up slipped right in there and won, you know, so. So what happens when you have a really good mass media campaign going, what it does is starts establishing that I have experienced your brand, whether Mm -hmm. I needed it or not. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you see fast food chains keep these big illuminated signs because they just want you seeing them every time you drive by. So it's the same concept for us. So you just want to be remembered when you're needed. So that's why mass media works. So then if you take that to the next level, when people have experienced your brand, your name, your colors, your look, your feel, your verbiage, then they start, if they can't remember your name and they go out to free agents, as I say, yeah. and then they see your name as one of the options, they're like, oh, I know them. Correct. It reminds them of how they've experienced. And again, yes. they've never used you before, but they all of a sudden feel like they know you. And so that's the way that it can help your other marketing tactics perform better because you've done your due diligence beforehand. So same thing with direct mail, right? So this is why direct mail, in my opinion, again, these are all my opinions. Someone else might have a different opinion. This is my opinion. Um, I think that you can't really utilize direct mail very well with a high expectation of return to new markets Mm. that you've never been in because people don't know who you are yet. So yes, you might grab a few people that are like, huh, this sounds good. But for the most part, it's going to exponentially perform better when people already know who you are. They've already experienced you. They already know who you are. You seem legit to them. You seem trustworthy to them. They see your billboards. They hear your commercials. They see your trucks. This seems like a very viable company. And now I need their services. So you might have mailed someone for months, years sometimes Mm -hmm. before they actually need your services. So remember, guys, the majority of the people that you are talking to every single day in any of your marketing does not need your services at this time. That's right. When you're home service industry, your time of need, what you've got to do is work really well to build relationships with those people so that when they need you, and that literally could be a year long journey. Yeah. Yeah. Years long journey. Um, but the more mass media presence you have, the more brand presence you have, the more likely it is that you are going to get the the money when they have it. Mm-hmm. And so direct mail is a good example. Digital is a good example. Even Facebook ads. So if you don't have anything happening on your own Facebook page and people are out and they experience your brand and someone actually mentions you in a comment, um, they can't even click in them when they click over to your. So let's say someone in a what's happening Bear County mm-hmm. message. Um, someone says, oh my gosh, you've got to call Lemon Seed Marketing, right? And they click on Lemon Seed Marketing. They land on our social media and it is, it's, poo-poo like there's nothing good on it i haven't posted in two and a half years yes they're like uh, they're out of business right all right or are they gonna answer the phone if i do call them yeah or they're old yeah or they think you're antiquated Mm -hmm. so like why would you so you can be the most innovative company with the coolest things the best technicians but people click over it and land on your on your digital on your i'm sorry on your facebook platform or instagram whatever they land on and it be terrible, they're going to assume that you're terrible. No, for sure. And it's just the way it is. Even the older demographic is starting to feel that, see that, do that. So you've got to be diligent about those things. So again, you want them to experience all levels of, of that. And that is how your marketing will perform better. And I think when you when you do get to doing all of these levels, like you're you're doing radio, you're doing TV or CTV, OTT, some of those things, you're doing billboards. When those three or multiple things can be like, playing off of each other 
Like there's the same type of campaign messaging. There's the same um, thematic element to that. That's a little bit disruptive and that, that changes out seasonally. That also helps them like build upon each other. That helps them, you know, it, it's a much better presence. Yes. Oh, 100%. So again, you know, if you think about the full customer journey, you know, a lot of times those of us that don't need a car, we can be enticed by a good looking car. Like, you know, I've been looking at maybe getting a car. Let me keep looking at that one. You um, don't do that with a furnace? Or a toilet, <laughs> you know, like that's not sexy. Um, and so I was meeting with a friend today who was talking about her new business that she's opening up. And, and I was like, man, I wish I could sell mm. olive oil flavors versus. Because it'd be so much fun. Backflow like, preventers, right. you know. Um, so, but our whole point of today's episode was just to really encourage you not to forego building your brand. So mm. again, your wrap trucks, social wrap trucks and social media should be the very first things that you have going on. Then from there, as your cash flow grows, you know, I like to recommend that 50% of your budget um, is going, you know, 40 to 50%, depending on the budget. Y'all, there's so many caveats to that statement because, I, but I know y'all like those things. Depending on the size of your market, depending on, on how, you know, competitive your market is, that spend might need to be a little different. But a chunk of your marketing should go to branding, just like it should go to digital, just like it should go to call to action, and just like you should have some for fosterability. So you see why a 2% budget. So, and also you want to budget off where you're going, not where you've been. Mm. Okay. So like, oh, I did $3.2 million this year. So 10% of that's $320,000. Well, so you want to do, you want to try to do that again. You know, ideally I would like to see or, you spend a little bit more because what got you here won't get you there. Sure. So we've got to start bridging out a little bit um, on those things. And again, just a difference of opinion if anyone thinks differently. Well, and if, I love it when they say, yeah, our goal is $5 million, but I'm still going to have the same marketing spend that only got me to $3.2 million. Yes. You know? So then I have to say things like, hey, you know, the only way there, marketing is not the only way to grow your business. It's true. Right. Acquisition, mm -hmm. um, taking a price increase, procurement, buying equipment better. Adding um, a new service. Adding a new service, adding efficiency, like best, like operational deficiencies. So all of those. So, you know, my first thing is if you're not going to do it through marketing, then what are these things are you going to do? Mm -hmm. And if you still don't have an answer, then you probably are not going to hit that goal. Um, or those of you that really like to hover below 4% on your marketing spend. Again, do you, because I have talked to some clients, like $20 million companies, and they'll say, oh, we're, we did it on 4% marketing. Well, let me tell you, y'all need to be asking questions because 4% of 20 million is a lot more than 4% of 2 million. Correct. Right. So some of y'all get that 4%. Well, so-and-so did it with 4%. Well, they're freaking $20 million. Well, and they probably had a great brand. Yes. That they can, it's expounded upon them. It's that exponential curve. Well, and I was talking to one of our clients who had like a 60% growth last year. And I was like, for really? Because that's a strong growth for 2023. It was a weak year. And uh, I was like, well, what, what do you think you were doing different? And he goes, well, you know, I really, you know, y'all talking about limited, y'all stop me from turning off that mass media all the time. Because, mm. you know, he would be like, I'm going to leave my radio on them. We'll turn it off. I'm going to turn it back on. I'm going to turn it off. And I was like, man, that's getting no longevity. That's getting no brand consistency. Um, and well, what if people get tired of my jingle? Good. Yeah. <laughs> I want somebody to be like, I hate your jingle. You know what? Me it too. It gets stuck I, in my head. Yeah. Oh, dead gummit. Yeah. Yes. You know, mission accomplished. Be mad if you want to. 
Um, but that's what I was trying to do with it. So um, this is just some encouragement for you guys to not forego the marketing, the branding side of your marketing plan. Be strategic about it. Try not to diversify it too much. But find a lane that you like, that you feel like is right in your target market. Because for each of you, it's going to be different. And then invest in that as much as you can possibly invest. Get a website that's really good. That's got You've got a good vendor. Stay out of contracts. But get a good vendor. Um, on the digital side, that'll help you have a, a well-done uh, website with SEO. Also around strategies around your keywords, um, your branded keywords. Get G Google local service ads going. Those are the recipe for success. Don't be distracted by shiny objects um, that just float up for a minute or shiny gurus that float up for a minute. Like mm. start really vetting what you decide to do. And listen, you're going to make bad decisions. You're going to try things in marketing that don't work. Just give yourself some grace because all marketing works with a plan. And so I just encourage you like to really focus on your brand right now and see what you can do. So that's right. the course that you can follow. When we say stay the course, stay focused on your brand. Um, all the other things can kind of push and pull a little bit, but that, that's the main solid foundation that you can't overlook. Absolutely. So thank you guys for listening to us talk about what we talk about every single day. And we love to talk about with you. Um, we always hope that you understand how lemon seed functions and that we can help you basically organize all of your marketing spends, help you get creative. Um, we really, our design team has really come on strong with some rebrands and things that we've been doing. And we have a lot to offer here at Lemon Seed and we love an opportunity to speak with you guys if we can ever help. But if anything, we love listeners to our podcast. Our next events come up. Um, so this podcast is going to come out in time for us to tell you that we're going to be at E3, um, which is going to be in Huntington Beach, California. Go check event. out our social media for that. We also are going to be with Service Nation Alliance in Charlotte. So if you listen to our podcast and you were going to be there, we'd love to know that you listen. Leave us a review where you're listening. Go to Facebook on all of our social media channels. We absolutely adore hearing that you listen to it. Yes. It takes a lot of work. So we love to hear that you guys are enjoying it as well. For sure. Well, thank you for listening to another episode. We will see you next time. Bye.